All right, welcome. Welcome, uh, welcome, welcome. Welcome to all you listeners out there, all the people watching, all the people listening. Mm. Hopefully we've got a few by now, but, uh, you know, the... Hey, if not, at least this is good for us. It's really good for us. Yeah, this is not for y'all. This is for us only. Us. And if you come along on the journey, well, great. <laughs> <laughs> it just gives us an opportunity to share what our mind and share the conversations that we have anyway, right? Yeah, it is. I'm really finding that um, doing this once a week, it, it, it just truly influences our own growth. You know, I've just seen our own growth in the last, geez, I mean, always since, since you know, we've met and through our debts. But in the last few weeks, it's just been incredible. For sure. Yeah, and it's it's well, it's given us an opportunity to, I guess, just just to capture moments in time um, that would probably never be captured. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to listening back to them actually, mm. and seeing you know how you were at the, as that person in that in that time, you know. And if anyone picks up some golden nuggets, well, that's that's beautiful too. Yeah, very, yeah, definitely. And um, it and it really it. It sort of goes on to what we're talking about today um, in this podcast, and that's vulnerability. Vulnerability, capital V. Capital V, opening yourself up for everyone to see. Yep, and it's definitely, you know, we can only speak for men because we are men, mm. and it's a very tough subject for for men, not only, but, you know, to to find the depth of vulnerability and to find the true strength in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I suppose like when you, when you do look at it, it, it is a little bit more challenging for men to be vulnerable uh, because there's a stigma around it, right? Mm. There, there's a need to be hard, a need to not show your emotions. And we're never really taught how to do it. Or if we are highly emotional, there's always that idea that there must be something wrong with you, right? Yeah, you know, and if it, if you're a, what would you say, a more emotional kid, I mean, definitely in my generation, you know, people would, would pick on you, call you a homo, you know, all that sort of kind of more, um, you know, stigmatized things that come with uh, ability to show emotion. Mm-hmm. And it's that's going to build up some massive shadow and defense mechanisms for your own life. Definitely, definitely. And that's, I suppose, for me personally, that is what happened to me. I was an extremely emotional kid. I was always a little bit more empathetic. I was always a little bit more tapped in. Um, I was a lot more expressive with my emotions, predominantly anger, uh, because I didn't actually have an outlet to be able to, to express myself. So when it got to a point where I didn't know what to do or say or how to deal with something, um, anger was the thing that I fell back on. Mm, and that's just a protection mechanism for the actual real emotions and, and that are sitting underneath it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The sadness, the frustration, um, all of that. All of it. And it's also, also, I just made up a word. It's, it's obviously um, something that needs to be talked about, you know, because there is so much strength and able to feeling your emotions there is so much power and true depth of vulnerability feeling the depth of love feeling the depth of sadness sorrow grief rejection you know and not becoming it but allowing it to move through you mm. and letting yourself just feel whatever needs to feel mm. but in a safe environment and creating that safeness i'm creating words left right and center here today creating that safety 
within your body for you to be able to go through what you need to move through. I've got um, I got two questions for you. Let's start with the first one. So, what is vulnerability to you? Hmm. Vulnerability to me is this is just for me personally because this is my own journey. For me, it's becoming softer. Mm. For me, it's getting more in touch with my feminine, my feminine energy, being more in flow. But vulnerability to me is saying the words that need to be said sometimes. Showing up when it's hard. Holding people and yourself to an account. Mm going to the depths of truth, capital T and lowercase t, within yourself, within your communication, within your actions, and sharing absolutely where you are at, no matter how weird or how your brain, your egoic brain wants you to say no, just hold it in because you can't be shown to be crying in front of your brother or, or your or your friends or mm. um, and it is it's ultimately laying anything out on the line that you feel is aligned and going all in mm. going all in on your pleasure mm. going all in on your dreams your goal your love you know um, and so Vulnerability to me is all-encompassing truth. Mm. Beautiful. Second question. What's stopped you from being vulnerable in the past? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a big... Well, I'm, I'm, I've been unpacking that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I came... F- you know, I, I had beautiful, loving parents. Um, but my... My dad was is, is a very should guy. You know, when I was growing up, he was a cop. You know, very, you know, very right and wrong. You know, this is the law. You know, you know, a real stand-up citizen. You know, really, really is. Um, but when it came to the way that he um, parented me, it's no, you should, you should, you should, you should. You know, this is how it should be done. This is the right way, and. You know, I'm a little creator, actually, you know, like, and so I feel like that stifled me in my ability to be able to drop in vulnerably to actually ask for when I needed help. Now, dad would always say, hey, look, come to me for anything. And, and, he, and he was totally open about that. But I never learned how to actually express and feel my emotion because I'd never had it around me. My mum, you know, bless her, bless her heart, bless her soul, she, she, she went through a, some some deep deep traumas um, in her life, and and um, and so you know she was always quite erratic uh, when I was growing up. So I, I had the I had unsafety. I've 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 realised I had unsafety um, growing up within myself. And so um, if I if I did feel something, you know, I remember one time. Um, I remember one time, I don't exactly know what was going on, but I remember I got so angry, frustrated, um, sad and upset, um, I think, uh, about my parents. I must have been about 12. Something was happening. And I just remember 
Um, I went into my room. I literally flicked the mattress up on the bunk bed and I went and sat in my closet in my wardrobe and shut the door and I was just in there hiding. And um, because I just didn't know how to process my emotion. I didn't know how to feel. I just had all of this. I hadn't been taught how to. And then I remember I was just sitting in there in the dark. And then I remember my parents, uh, my dad came and opened the door and he just said, um, you know, hey, look, you know, it's, it's all okay. Um, and then it just never got dealt with. You know, there were things in, 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 here, in, in my growing up it just never got dealt with. And um, and then the next thing was, oh, we, we're going down, the, you know, we're going down the road to our neighbor's place. Um, we'd like you to look after your sisters. And so I felt elated because that was the first time it was actually the first time I got to have the the um, I got to have the uh, responsibility of of looking after my sisters. So again, it came from that position, that situation, straight into like, oh, okay. And so what I was learning was just fending for myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, let's let's create responsibility for yourself. Let's go out and do your own thing. Um, and you know. After all the deep work that, that that I've gone through and done, you know, you, you you come through the other side and you go, your parents just parented you to to the level that they were at, you know, and that's okay, and I unconditionally love them, and and that's that's beautiful and fine. But you know, it's these moments that we have in our in our upbringing, you know, and it's really it's really this is this is the the spiritual work, right? It's just the reflection on on your own past experiences and and things like that of of how they, you know maneuvered you to be who you are and what are you dragging through so why wasn't I able to um, to experience or create vulnerability uh, it was a true I felt unsafe mm. I felt unsafe I wasn't taught how to um, and it was just kind of you know dust off pick up keep going you know uh, it's okay just keep going you know and so I developed I developed that inherent independence I mean I left home when I was 15 um, got my first flat um, and then I left the country at 17 and then I just kept hopping around, you know, uh, for a long time. And at that time it was, it was amazing and it's great and it pushed me through to different places and I got to experience the world. Um, but, you know, ultimately we, I spoke about on a couple of podcasts ago about that deep commitment wound that, that, that I've been tackling and, and facing off with and, and how I've just always been the big dreamer on my own. Um, regardless if I am in a partnership or, or friendship or whatever it ship I'm in, it's like no, because that was my safety protocol to go. Cool, I can't, I don't have to be completely present here because I'm going to just, you know, create this next big thing on a on a future that's not created mm. to for for my ego self to be able to feel safety there and it's like always creating a, a way out. Always creating a way out, you know. And uh, I've, you know, I've I've. I've massively taken the head off that, you know, like I, again, in the, in the, just in the last few weeks in, in that ayahuasca ceremony I did last weekend, that was just the most powerful one I've, I've ever done and true, true surrender, true surrender. And there you go. Again, that's a, that's a word that's coming up for me um, in, in vulnerability is surrender, surrender, mm-hmm. surrender to life, surrender to love, surrender to the divine guidance, you know, so yeah, I, I reflecting reflecting back and, and through my work and journaling and various other breathworks and modalities, it's yeah, I just I just wasn't taught how to be vulnerable, um, and I never 
got shown how there's strengths in it. You know, I've had to develop it through through the inner work mm. now, mm. and um, and you know, better to do it now than never, right? You mm. know, so I mean, I, th- I, th- I personally, I, I think it's something that you're always going to be working on, always, because you'll forever be working on it because you're always going to be putting out yourself in new situations that will probably take a deeper level of vulnerability. Yep. You know, the deeper you go, the the deeper you unpack things, you know, the more that comes up, the the more and the more situations you put yourself for, the higher you reach, the more you expect. Um, and so you're having to put yourself in, in more challenging situations that bring out more opportunity to be vulnerable. Yeah. And, and for me, it's love. Mm. The depth of love that, that I can feel and give and receive. I just want to continually expand that. Mm. You know, I mean, that's 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 the expansion of God, right? Mm. You know, that's the expansion of the universe. Eros. That's the eros. That is that is eros in its finest form. Mm. Is is the is the um, the experience we're having here is the experience as God of God as love, mm. and that's eros. You know, so yeah, vulnerability. It's um it's a big subject and and definitely where I see the payoff in that is when you know and this is after workshops we've run and clients and and generally just being out and about um when I have and you would experience this too when you have a a female woman come up and just say hey I feel really safe in your presence I feel really safe for you facilitating or just real fairly safe in the conversation that we've had and it makes me sad it makes me sad that that actually has to be a compliment mm. you know it makes me sad that that it's such a thing that 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 woman aren't safe yeah. or feel safe or there's an innate program that's developed in, in them through their own experiences that that ultimately they've got to compliment when they feel safe around a man. Yeah, for sure. And then, and that, as you say, like that is that's saddening. It is saddening because they all women, all people deserve to feel safe all the time. Um, and but unfortunately, that that isn't the case because of situations that happen, hurts that are placed upon people. Mm. You know. So yeah, I, I feel you in that. I feel you in that because it it does happen in workshops when people come up and talk to you afterwards, and you're like. Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm going to take that on, but at the same time, it's like, why is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, um, and 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 that's ultimately a massive, um, a massive divine driver for me too. Is just protect that beautiful goddess, feminine essence. You know, the goddess that is the beautiful female. You know, it. Um, the ice at last weekend. You know, like I had this one moment where I just felt the full pain of the divine feminine all in one and it was just painful and I just surrendered to it and I felt it and it was really it was beautiful and painful at the same time and it was just show up show the fuck up Mm. you know show up be safe be protecting be just be a king Mm. you know embody that energy and it's not and and everyone around you will feel safer and the ones that don't they'll eject themselves from your life you know it's not their path not their journey mm. and um 
I think it's it's very important, you know, to, to firstly understand what you think vulnerability is, what you feel vulnerability is, and practice it. It's a practice. It's when, and it can be with everyone, it doesn't have to just be an intimate relationship. It could be at work, you know. If somebody's doing something that really bugs you or, you know, and you just, or, or, or anything, your boss is being a certain way, you know, like this is where vulnerability comes in to go, hey, can we please have a conversation sitting down, understanding the tone of your voice coming from a place of openness, authenticity, and just speaking the words that need to be said. Otherwise, you will build resentment within yourself. Mm. And resentment is a nasty emotion. Mm. For me, the the opportunity to be vulnerable arises when I feel a contraction in my body. Mm. Like I feel a pullback. I feel a close off. Um, and and then from there, you have to choose to either sit with that or make a decision in that moment not to be vulnerable because sometimes it can be challenging. Sometimes it's not needed. Sometimes it might actually put you in a dangerous situation to be vulnerable um, because it could trigger something else or whatever. Um, but for me, it's it's that. I feel a, a contraction within me. But then there's the option to choose, do I work through this or do I allow this contraction to consume me? Mm, and that goes hand in hand with that little part that wants to keep us small too, right? Mm. It's, it's, it's seeing that and understanding where that comes in because there's vulnerability in expression. Mm. true expression of yourself you know Definitely. if you want to show up and you want to wear something crazy you want to you want to do something cool you want to go out you want to really express yourself you want to express yourself in words and poems and you know we're living in, in, in a digital age you want to express yourself on your social media how you want to regardless of how you think people are perceiving you you know all of that is vulnerability you know it's just dropping into your true self your unique self mm. right it's just, it's essentially just allowing you to be you. Just you to be you, mm. absolutely. And just doing it, you know, feeling that fear and just going, yeah, I'm going to put that post up. I'm going to put those words up. I'm going to create those words. I'm going to put up a picture. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to dress. I'm going to dance. I'm going to, you know, sunbathe naked outside, you know. like <laughs> So, you know, get that butthole sunning in. Well, it's all fear of judgment, realistically, right? It's not about, okay, it's about, okay, potentially if I do this thing or say this thing, how will this person re- either <coughs> react, respond, or perceive me um, afterwards? Mm. So for me personally, that's that's actually why, like vulnerability for me is still something that I challenge, I, I struggle with. Fully expressing myself is still something that I, that I struggle with uh, because th- all throughout childhood, like all throughout primary school, high school, um, preschool, I was bullied. Mm. And so there's like a fear, one, um, trusting other men mm. um, because it was predominantly men or other males that, that um, would bully me. And and two, the, the fear of rejection, the fear of if I actually do show up as myself – how is that going to be perceived? Because based on past experiences, my body, my ego, my mind, my nervous system has created a story around that. If you show up as yourself, people aren't going to like you, so it's not safe to show up as yourself. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a big one, eh? The bullying. Definitely mm. gonna, it has a massive impact. Huge. On on your existence, on your life. Yeah, for you know, sure. And you bring it through. Um, there's a... 
there's a depth to the the process of vulnerability, right? You know, being vulnerable makes you stronger because when you're truly vulnerable, you're you're doing you're you're, you're changing your own paradigm mm. because it's the thing that you know that is your unique self that you're tapping into mm. rather than your egoic self. You know, so you're you're ultimately actually de-separating yourself. What do you mean by de-separation? Well, you're 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 not in your you're not in your egoic self, which creates a separation of all of your body, your mind, your your spirit. It's, you're actually moving into your unique self, which is there's no other no other thing in this entire universe at any other time will ever have the same experience that you are having. You as Ryan being you know doing your Ryanness for sure. You know. And that's and so when you, I mean, and that can be even based on on who I perceive my Ryanness to be in that certain time moment. Exactly yeah. right. And so going into vulnerability, that's actually you're creating less separation within yourself because you're actually coming from a deep place of your unique self, mm. right? Because it's your truth, regardless of what you're doing. It's your expression. Mm. It's your love. Mm. It's your pleasure. It's your it's your divinity mm. that you are tapping into, and that's. That's the universe. That's God. That's love. You know, that's that's true power. That's true strength. You know, that's dissolving. That's dissolving the separation between your old selves, your trauma selves, your egoic self. You know, and and pulling you into your your unique self. Mm. It's very very true. And that and that <clears throat> ultimately is it, right? That's ultimately the journey of, of of all work and every tool is 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 coming back to the self you know the journey to health the journey of everything is is a journey back to self um the unconditioned self and understanding who that is and um understanding that that can change it's not always going to be one separate thing right um just because through past experiences even though traumas can be traumatic like can be trauma and and can be challenging to work through um, and we can overcome them and no longer be consumed by them um, there, there can always be an imprint right like that that experience is still going to be there um, so that experience may be part of your yourself mm. you know as long as it's not something that limits you mm. if there's not a limitation it can actually still be something that we utilize because it can be a, a story that we use to actually empower who we are well, it's ultimately understanding what your essence is mm. and bring your essence through all your different characters mm. in all your different moments. Because mm. when your essence is, when you've really tapped into understanding what your essence is, then you can be any character you want, but you're still going to be the Ryanness, the Michaelness, you know, because that's ultimately your unique self that is being, that is having this beautiful life experience. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. So, uh, that idea of essence, like that, that potentially could lose people. Mm. Um, what is your essence? So your essence is, it's the cult. I mean, it's it's always it's always cultivating, mm. right? Your essence is your essence. It's your inner, it's your inner id. If you want to go down the Freudian track, you know, it's your, it's 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 the deeper, unique self of you. You know, who are you? You know, what are you bringing to the table on this earth? You know, um, and again, who do you choose to be as well? You know, who do you want to cultivate and choose to be up? Mm. Um, my essence, my essence that I, I bring through is is authenticity. 
is 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 truth. It is unwavering. It is unwavering truth, and that's again in essence your own personal value proposition. They're kind of on the same lines, right? How do I want to create in this moment to create the opportunity of the aliveness of what we're doing, right? And, and I mean, you know, we're choosing right now our essence. Well, no, we're choosing right now to create based off our essence of our values, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we're sitting here. You know, my essence is authenticity, truth, and it's like I will leave nothing, nothing on the table when it comes to this podcast. Mm-hmm. It will always be mostly experiences, pretty much all experiences, because that's that's I like only talking about what I have experienced and passing that on. I'm not someone who takes an idea, doesn't embody it, but then passes that idea back on. I mean, you know, you can read books and things like that, and you can take gold, but then how have I implemented it into my life? Now that's what my lived experience is to now pass on to others, mm-hmm. and so. And so cultivating and creating in this moment right here and now, it's like, cool, my, my essence is that, you know, and it can continually expand and it continually evolve as everything does as well. And so when I say essence, it, it means that what are you, who are you, where are you coming from mm. through deep self-inquiry, through lots of inner work conversations and showing up as that in the character you are creating within each moment of your life. Mm. Mm. I like that. I like that. I suppose for me, for me, essence is, I guess, the flash in the moment of creation. It's, it's, it's who we like it's that it's who we truly are it's who we know we know we are without other people's ideas or perspective on on who we are or even who we think or who who we think other people think we are mm. you know our essence is deeper than that and um it can be challenging to find because there's a lot of stories that that we have to tell ourselves there's a lot of things that we have to do there's there's certain ways in which we have to show up in the world that um for a lot of people probably take away from their essence Mm. for most of the population unless you're truly driven and passionate about your work um you probably find that every day between nine and five you you lose your essence because you're not actually allowed to express what's truly going on you're not actually allowed to express uh, who you truly are and the conversations you truly want to have you say not allowed as an an outside influence not allowed or you're not allowing yourself i think it's both okay one you're not allowing yourself and two there's certain things that are just not accepted in a workplace or in a society because if you don't want to go into a a workplace and purposely make people uncomfortable just so that you can fall into the idea of needing to be able to express yourself 100% of the time. Yeah, well, now you're leading down the path of empathy, right? Very much. And you're leading down the path of emotional IQ. Mm. You know, you are reading the room, you know, because when you are coming from a place of love, you are still going, hey, look, you know, all is love, all is is one, Mm. right? And so, Ram Dass said, you know, Love everything, not everyone, mm. and and so you know you cultivate that depth of empathy, you know, and so this is the balance between being your true self, your unique self, bringing your essence, but then still 
understanding the environment, the other people, creating your empathy, as well as in your and still always coming from a place of love. And when you feel judgment, you just go, well, who, what am I judging? How are they mirroring me? Mm. And what am I judging of myself? Mm. You know, but then ultimately some people are just fucking assholes too, you know, (laughs) and you can just tell them to jog the fuck on. Yeah, for sure. sure. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's beautiful to come from a place of love, but do you know what? Some people are just fucking assholes. Well, but that's vulnerability as well, right? Seeing when people are being fucking assholes and, ex- and, and expressing it, you know, allowing yourself or giving yourself permission to create a boundary around just not accepting or allowing that person to be an asshole. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it's not coming from a reactive toxic emotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming from a place of, hmm, okay, I'm getting very, very reacted here by this person. Maybe it's a... You know, you've worked with them for a while and, and, and that's an embedded essence of theirs that they've chosen to embody or, or they haven't tapped into their own essence and this is the, 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 the cultivation of the, of, the, of the personality that they've created and this is how they want to show up as a protection mechanism against all their own stuff. And when you feel that, it's just going, hey, look, jog on, you know. But not bursting, not toxically bursting, and this is the this is the capturing again. This is where we go back to vulnerability. When you're vulnerable, you're understanding and feeling your emotions more and more and more. So you become less and less a slave to them. You you understand that it is just a moving part of the ecosystem from the brain into the body, and then it helps you see points where you need to do more work on yourself. Well, triggers are always our greatest guides for for where work needs to be done. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you a question now. When is the time that you feel that you, you've been the most vulnerable? Mm, the time of being the most vulnerable. Well, that's a... I'm not really landing on anything. Okay, not the time the most then. Let's let's reframe that question. When is something a, a, a past Oh like what what situation? Yeah, where have you truly delved into your own vulnerability? Mm, I don't know. That's a For me personally, I delve into my own vulnerability when I say what needs to be said when even though it's challenging to say it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and for me personally that's still that's still really challenging. Um and I probably don't allow myself to fall into vulnerability in that situation as much as I possibly could. But for me, that's when I allow myself to be the most vulnerable Mm. um, because it opens myself up for judgment. Mm. Mm. Judgment of what? Perceived judgment from other people. Okay. That's normally what I find because it's never as bad as what you think it's going to be. Never. Never. You know, um, I'll put a little footnote here. I saw true vulnerability in you. You know, the, the, the last three, four weeks of me really going into the fucking depths of all my 
everything. And, you know, there were days that I was just working through my stuff and I was just, in, you know, crying in tears. And you would, just, you would just hold the space for me, brother. You know, you would just sit there and you would allow me to move through and it allowed me to move deeper because I was just being witnessed mm. by someone who I love and, you know, and, and a true brother, you know. Um, but I, you know, it, I couldn't have got to the depths of the vulnerability and the movement of what I needed to move through without your true depth of vulnerability, mm. you know. And so I think because that's a bit of a superpower of yours that you don't quite see that. You always see, well, what's the hardest bit of me trying to get the vulnerability? But actually true vulnerability for you is the ability to be able to actually mm. hold space. just sit and be and hold space, mm. you know, mm. and just allow, well, I'll just speak from first experience, just allow me to move through my stuff. And, mm. and, and that helped me beautifully grow, you know, like, because, I mean, I, I've never – you know, I've never, well, earlier years would have never sat in front of uh, a, uh, a male friend and just that. broke down and allow myself to just be messy and sloppy and mm. crying and ugly crying and all the good things. But yeah, yeah, well, I, I suppose yeah, definitely. And and um, I think I maybe I I I tried to think a little too deep on the answer to that question because I suppose yeah, I do allow myself to be vulnerable a lot. But I guess I'm just looking for the areas where there isn't the vulnerability, mm. Mm. and that and that's to it. And um, yeah, I, I suppose even I'm just unpacking that as we go through. Realistically, unpack, brother, it's like, unpack. Realistically, it's like that level of vulnerability is really just my own ego, because quite often those conversations that I think need to be said are really just based around the way in which I perceive things should be, mm. and when other people aren't showing up in a way that I think they should show up. So is that is that an opportunity to be vulnerable or is that actually me just being like, okay, cool, this person isn't doing that. I should say something, but I don't want to say something. There'll be conflict if I do say something. But maybe the thoughts that are ruminating potentially probably don't even need to be said. You just touched on something there that I think you just passed over. Mm. Not, not having conflict. Conflict, yeah. yeah, yeah. Does conflict scare you? Yeah, because that's that's a lot of it. And when you're actually talking about it, conflict came into my mind. Mm. Yeah, so conflict. Well, man, if you were getting beaten up for most of your school life, of course you're going to be afraid of conflict. Oh, definitely. You know, there's not something you'd ever ever want to go back to because there was such an unsafety there. Yeah, for sure. And so the the one of the reasons why conflict is so challenging is because. When in those moments that I was getting bullied, my dad told me, if someone bullies you, if someone says something to you, just hit them. And so that's what I did. I just hit them. But I would always be the one that got in, in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Because you know? it's, a, it's, a, it's a toxic reaction. So it's more over the top, right? Mm. So that's what got seen. It's funny. We both had the same fatherly advice. <laughs> my dad <laughs> said, it. if someone's going to come and fight you, hit them first and hit them hard. And... Well, wow. <laughs> you know, if that's not, you know, the know depth of masculinity <laughs> that we we got God taught there, it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it would have been the same advice, and realistically, he wouldn't have had any idea. And so, at the time, it was probably it was probably decent advice. And and even though it was like that idea of hit them hard, hit them first, it was probably more just a, like his way of saying, learn to protect well, yourself. Well, but it's also their way of of 
trying to teach us to be safe, right? Because it's it's their loving way of going, hey, I don't want you to get hurt. It's a wild ride, I think, especially my dad being a cop, you know, like he, he dealt with the, the scumbags of the earth, you know. So so his way to teach or impart wisdom to me to 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 try and be safe wasn't, oh, yeah, Mike, go and, uh, you know, just walk away or whatever. It's, no, no, get in there, get it done and get it first so you don't get injured mm. or it minimizes the risk of you getting injured. So this is where when you can get to a level of the work and you can actually go, hey, look, yeah, that was an experience that, that formed me here. Now I, I need to move through that program, that trauma. But now you see it as everyone's coming from their own loving perspective, you know, like our dads weren't telling us to do that to get into fights. It was actually their only way to try and that's their loving way of how we or how they could impart wisdom onto us it was the advice that they thought was needed yeah 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 so def- definitely con- conflict conflict can can be a challenging one yeah can be a challenging one. but then at the same time I don't, I don't know whether or not the conflict is real or if it is just a perception well, I mean, the fear of conflict is going to be a lot worse than the actual conflict because it's happening in the moment, right? For sure. And and, and realistically, the, the the only conflict I'll face now is, is a conflict of words. Oh, Not yeah. anything. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, if anyone tried to, to fight me, I, I, <laughs> you know, there's, I, I would just be walking away. Oh, for sure. You know, there, there's, you know. Now, now you're going to come across, you know, you may come across any, your chance where you've got some psycho or something like that, and it's like, okay, now you've got to tap into your warrior, right? Because oh, that's, sure. that's a protection thing. But 14 years of boxing, so yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it, it's, it's, again, just making those judgment calls in the moment. Um about where it's at but yeah it's it's all walk away just mm. walk away you know like why would you ever get into it with someone just to try and i don't know get over the top of them because they're coming at you it doesn't it doesn't yeah it doesn't compute with me i mean my my younger self i, I was always in fights yeah, you same. know i got taken home by the cops and different things like that and it's the thing you did when you were a child realistically yeah but even that statement's just an acceptance of that's how it was right you know, I mean, it can be changed. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you know, it can be changed. Mm. It can be parented out of people. It can be if you offer safety in yourself and safety to choose and love and all of that guidance. You know, you don't have to be a fifteen-year-old fighting on the street. Mm. Mm. I'm going to challenge that. I don't. I don't agree. Okay. I don't agree because I think there is healthy levels of conflict, and I think I feel as men growing up. We should get into fights. Did you ever play rugby? Yeah. It's right there. You can have it in healthy competition. Yeah. You can have it in healthy healthy outlays rather than fist fighting each other on the streets and turning to chaos. Mm. You know, you, you can have a controlled you can have a controlled mechanism like sport, you know. I mean that's you, you can you can put as much aggression as you want and, and So you're saying no conflict outside of no, 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 no. I'm healthy. not talking about conflict. I'm talking about fighting. Okay. Conflict, you're always going to have conflict. That's that's how you how you grow. You're going to have arguments with people, and mm. it's just the it's just the the, For, the mm. depth into a into a fist fight. I, I can see where you're coming from, and I can see where where you're saying that it can be. Um, well, it is a negative thing, but it, for me personally, I feel there's a primal nature to it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that will never be something that you can totally rid, be 
because you lose an essence of masculinity. Yes, it is can be extremely negative because especially if you're going out for looking and looking for fights. But I feel there is a primal urge in nature within us to embrace that physical con- conflict. Mm-hmm. To like look someone in the eyes and and I guess express yourself in that way, protect yourself in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I, I feel that it can be done in healthier ways. It can be done through martial arts. It can be done through oh, for sure, through rugby. You know, like it, it, and and you will you will grow from that too. You know, you're not going to grow by someone king hitting you on the side of the head because you're getting into a fight at fifteen and you're oh, smacking your head on the ground. For sure, I never said that. That's not what I was alluding to. Mm. It's not what I was alluding to. Because that's two completely different things. Well, I'm, I'm talking about fighting in general, mm. just street fighting. Okay, we that, can that agree to disagree. Oh, absolutely. I feel there's a there's a definite primal urge in nature there, but that just might be me, um, because for me, boxing, and that was and and is still a beautiful outlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? Although done in a beautiful way, and actually, as I learned to fight, um, I actually never really got into fights afterwards mm. because I guess there was a knowing that you can protect yourself. Exactly. When you know you've got something, you don't have to use it, right? For sure. It's, um, yeah. But, I mean, what, what, what advice, you know, would you give your son if you had a son right now? Mm. If I had a son right now, I would say, when it comes to conflict, first use your words and if it's necessary and to protect yourself violence can be or violence physical force mm-hmm. can be utilized yeah i think that's fair mm. absolutely because i would never tell him to back down a fight or from an encounter or a fight that was i suppose justified how do you justify it i think you know in the moment if you've got a 13-year-old brain, do you know? I think so, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a primal urge. It's, mm-hmm. it's something primal within us. Yeah, definitely. Look, I, I'm not... Yeah, cool. Great advice. What about your daughter? What, what advice would you give a daughter now? If you had a daughter. <clears throat> In conflict? What advice would I give my daughter? Um, I would probably give her the same advice. Because I had two sisters that knew how to protect themselves. Mm. Um, And that was awesome because they always knew how to protect themselves. Um, So that they wouldn't, I suppose, back down Mm. from from conflict they would use words but if they needed to they would they would protect those around them Mm. and predominantly protect me yeah beautiful it was was merely through uh my uncle just teaching them how to punch that was it and that was enough for them to know how to protect themselves and even that even that essence of of knowing you know like it just can make you feel much more confident Mm. but i mean for 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 females and, and males, you know, it's a different type of, uh, it's a different type of um, 
conflict, isn't it? I mean, you listen to lots of Jordan Peterson and all the studies that they've done on, you know, it's, it's gossip, it's innuendo, it's backhand talking, it's, it's exclusion from friendship groups, you know, mm. like that's, mm. that's, that's, it's emotional destabilizing, you know, um, you know, I've got Bella who's seven, you know, and I just listened to some of the things about what's going on already at seven years old and it, it really does boggle. It's a whole, it's a diff- things we didn't deal with till we were 17. Oh, wow. It's a different, it's a different world and it's moved so fast, mm. you know, and so, um, so what advice would you give to your son? What would I give to my son? <clears throat> I would, I would tell him to walk away in any, in any chance. Walk away? Yep. Every situation? In any chance. If there was a chance to walk away, you walk away. Mm-hmm. Any chance. There are too many times that I was involved in different things that, that turned so sour and so ugly, but there were chances to walk away, you know? Um, and what if when he walked away, that's when he got king hit? But you, you, you can always talk about the what ifs. Yeah, but we can talking about the what ifs. I guess no. Nah, I'd still give him the same advice. Backing away is always better than walking away. Hundred percent. Never take your eyes off your opponent. Never. Back yep. away. Yeah. So just get out of there if you can. It's never worth it. It's never worth it. Mm. Um, but ultimately, the advice I would give him is learn a martial art. Learn a martial art, and from a young age, mm. you know, I would, I would, I would give him the advice to be able to absolutely embody a warrior if the time comes, and if the time comes to battle and the time comes to fight then you are equipped and you are armed to do it properly. You'd rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Absolutely. Mm. You know, and I, I believe that's that's masculinity, that's kingship. It's the ability to to be able to tap into that when you need to. Mm. And then outside of that, there's no need for it. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So that's the advice I would give. Um, I would give my son if I had one right now. I'd say just back away any chance you can. But ultimately, if it comes to you, it's on, mm. you know, and you dial in because ultimately there are some, what would you say, there are some psychotic people out there and you never know whose path you're going to cross. Sure. And I think if, if like, if you were to teach your kids and have let them have an understanding of trauma and, and the way in which that works and quite often the people that are, are bullying you are also getting bullied at home or are trying to fight with you are potentially getting abused as well and they're just using you as an outlet yeah um and so i mean when you can see and when you can look at it from that perspective um it gives you a greater understanding just of the human condition as a whole yeah and that's where the teachings and at home can come in right you know i mean i've taken bella for for a rebirth you know i've breath worked her you know when she was six and and you know i'll continue to do that throughout her life and and uh teach meditation Teach intrinsicness, teach inwardness, you know, teach safety in the home, love, intimacy, affection, all the openness, the vulnerability of all of that, you know, and that's going to make your child grow up and, well, absorb and grow their EQ, their IQ, their their mana, their spirit, their confidence and everything because it's all being shown and taught and learnt 
from there. And ultimately, as we all know, you know, we, we, we attract what we vibrate, right? So if you're ultimately imparting all this, 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 this wisdom and, 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 you know, taking your kids to martial arts or a, or a solid sport or something that they're into and passionate about and cultivating that practice as well as practices in the home, they're not going to, they're not going to attract those types of kind of people overall in general, right? Those people are still in the world though. But 100% they are still in the world. But it's, it's ultimately, you're, the, the, they won't put them into that level of people and group friends and things like that because they will they will just have other people who are kind of there. So you're, you're ultimately already mitigating that risk for, for that just by helping themselves cultivate mm. who they are at, mm. at, at, at any age, teaching them how to feel emotions so they can be the calm one, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, all all extremely valid. For me, it's a challenging thing to talk about because I'm I'm yet to have a child, so I, emotionally, I, I I can't connect to it mm. fully um, because I'll just be talking to something I know nothing about. Do you want to have a child? Definitely, mm. definitely. I look forward to being a father, mm. and I look forward to um, reflecting on it in in, in that way because I I'm I'm sure opinions and the way I see the world and purpose and everything will change in a moment when, when I look into the, that little boy or girl's eyes. Oh, it, 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 it just opens up something so, mm. so deep and primal in you. Mm. I, I remember when my daughter was born, she came out, came straight on her mum's chest and it was the first time I had this instant love mm. for something outside of myself. And like instantly connected and deep and my eyes just welled up and I was just, you know, wow. It was just incredible. Beautiful, brother. Well, that's true vulnerability is there as well, right? Yeah. It's mm. cultivating that, mm. you know. it When you truly have something to live for outside of yourself, it changes you. Mm. It's a higher purpose. It really is incredible. And I can't wait to be an uncle to your... Uh, to your beautiful kid when you go, you and Van have one. Little guy or girl. <laughs> Venusia's downstairs right now. Hopefully she can hear this. <laughs> Speed up the process a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's, have, you put, have you put parameters, ages? How, how, how are you working it? When, it? when it comes to children, so me and Van have discussed that. We'll, we've sort of want to have started looking at having kids around the age of 35. So that's in about a year and a half. But at the same time, if it was to happen, it's obviously meant to happen. Yeah. Like we've been together for and in a relationship for, for over four years now. So it's not like something would be like, mm, no, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, that would just be like, okay, cool. You know, this is the time to do it. Um, let's embrace it. Well, they chose you. <laughs> well, that's it, right? They chose us. They chose that moment. Definitely. Yeah. So going back to vulnerability, because we've sort of drifted off a little bit. If you were to give someone one piece of advice on, or someone's like, hey, Mike, how do I be more vulnerable? What advice would you give? Tell people you love them. Tell people you love them? Yep. If you're a guy, when's the last time you told a guy, mate, that you love them? Interesting. I was having this conversation with a guy at work the other day, and he was like, oh, someone said something, and um, I said, I love you. And the one of the girls was like, oh, and the guy was like, no, nah, that's like, that's all good. You can tell your mates. He's like, oh, yeah. I was uh, at a mate's place and he was like, oh, man, um, 
doing something he's like oh i love you man and i was like no i literally every time i have finished having a conversation with a friend call up the phone and be like i love you man because i truly do and and why would you not want to love your friends absolutely but we say it to we, we say it to each other daily. daily daily yeah you know um so yeah i think it's a great place to start tell mm-hmm. people you love them because it's always an interesting one you never know how they're going to receive it <laughs> <laughs> yes and you're laying things out right you know and you know you've been dating that other person for a while and Mm. it's been sitting there and chocking it up and it's just again it's going into into the offering without expecting anything in return it's Mm. just i love you Mm. and if nothing comes back then whatever Mm. you know feel how that feels but yeah don't don't say it look waiting for a response yeah 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 yeah. don't don't ever hold back Mm. you know so i think that's i think it's a great place to start you know tell people you love them beautiful for me if i was to give one piece of advice or or talk to people about how they could embrace vulnerability a little bit more it would be around allowing yourself to have the conversations you want to have. Definitely. Yeah. And that might just be simply with your partner. Be like, hey, look, um, can we just create an environment where we just share openly? Yes. Um, and then it actually becomes a, a safe space or a container for you to be actually practice vulnerability and you might find the first times that you go to do it you get all chalked up and you get a little bit afraid Um, but that's okay because you're actually in those moments training your nervous system to realize that it actually is safe to be vulnerable and you're doing it in a beautiful um, container or environment Um, and through that you're just going to well, give yourself permission first to be vulnerable. And then when these other moments in life come up, the permission is already there. Correct. And and being able to be witnessed, mm. I think is a big one, right? Ooh, yeah. Being able to be witnessed in your vulnerability mm. while asking for what you need, what you want, and expressing exactly where you're at. And I'm reading this great book at the moment called Wired for Love. Mm. And, um, and he talks about creating what's called a couple bubble. Mm. And it's creating vows, creating the relationship, making the relationship the, the the higher purpose that you both are working towards. You know, it's the it's the it's the one entity, it's the third entity, if you want to be will. But you know, having that that couple bubble openness and and learning what each other's attachment styles are, so you understand the questions and then how to obviously maneuver around. So, if anyone's listening, I highly recommend it. It's called Wired for Love. And um, that's exactly what you're talking about. It's mm. just having times that you create to go in together to go, hey, look, this is this is what I would like to speak about, mm. and um, and just moving through that together and and using your ultimate mirror, which is the relationship, to be able to better yourself. Mm. Yeah, definitely love it. Sounds like a good book. Great book. Mm. Yeah, highly recommend it. Beautiful, brother. Well, I think that's. Uh, if you're still listening, we thank you for sticking with us for the journey. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little tired going to this podcast. It's quarter past nine on a Monday evening. Yes, and well, we're going to have our own beta focus supplement mm. that we're going to be able to tack into. So we're finally, 
We'll give a little plug here. So we'll finally we'll finally sign a manufacturing contract next week. Mm. Uh, they will be uh, in manufacture. We'll get them probably mid-Feb. Um, but before then, we've actually got the manufacturers sending us 30, sample, 30 serving samples of each mm. uh, sleep and, uh, and focus. Mm. So we will have that at our ready. So we will be... Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for our next one, but um, but sometimes the energy just needs to be a little bit like this for us to actually move through. It's softness, right? It's moving through and, yeah. and allowing just us to feel and doesn't have to be so peppy. But yeah, for sure. You know. I just my brain just works slower when I'm sleepy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Focus Man. Oh, we had it in the weekend. Oh my god. Oh, I was too switched on. Oh, we were switched <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to go outside and ground myself for a while. Had uh, a, well, I suppose yeah. we did double dose. No, we're one and a half. One and a half. Yeah, but you feel it, man. Ooh. Oh, you feel it. Oh, the Alpha GPC, that Altyrosine, the Bacopa. Oh, the Lion's Mane, and oh. the flavor as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so we. Oh yeah, we can't wait to share it with with all of you because mm. um, it is it is high 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 quality high grade mm. and it will it will literally shift people's states daily. Well, that's the thing, you know. You look at a whole, a whole lot of other supplements and they're only looking at uh, a very very small dose, um, but there is therapeutic doses of nearly every single herb that we're utilizing in there. And yeah, for good good reason. And we've got it tasting so good. Oh. So good. Some nasty tasting herbs in there, but my God, does it taste delicious. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Bacopa, ginkgo, my God, they taste like like you're eating roots. Oh, yeah. Um, But we managed to make them taste absolutely delicious. And it's all in a powder and it's all soluble. Um, We had it with warm milk the other day for the first time. That was great. You have a warm water, cold water. Oh, you can have it with a anything you want oh and we can actually have some sleep before bed tonight oh we can <laughs> oh yes Ooh, sleep's delicious as well actually and it my god the 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 balance of kava and the valerian valerian the passion flower the chamomile the althenine the magnesium mm. my god does it drop you out of your mind and into your body oh yeah i yeah. reckon you could probably take like we could do these podcasts on a monday night at seven o'clock normally when we do them take some focus beforehand be switched on come to bed at nine thirty. have a little sip of that delicious green apple sleep mm. and you'll be in bed you'll be you'll be you'll be you'll be asleep before you even <laughs> hit the pillow mate <laughs> Uh, it's, it, it's so good and and the thing is you can take these every day these are just natural herbs mm. natural you know remedies and you know the the um the therapeutic dose size we've we've put in there it means you can you can take it every day. Oh yes, yeah. So that's exciting, team. So we can't wait for you to have those. So, but other than that, we're going to sign out. We love you all. I love you. I love you too, brother. Tell someone you love them, mm. and tell-, tell yourself you love you. Oh yeah, it's a good place to it's finish. A good place to finish. All right, beautiful people. Have a beautiful week. Have a beautiful life, and we will see you next time. Ciao.